Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. From the Arcadian Court in downtown Toronto, welcome to the 112th season of the Empire Club of Canada. For those of you just joining us through either our webcast, our podcast, or Rogers Television, welcome to our meeting today. Now, before our distinguished speaker is introduced, it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to our head table guests. I'd ask that each guest rise for a brief moment and be seated when your name is called. And I'd ask that the audience please refrain from applauding until all of the head table guests have been introduced. Dr. Maureen Sabia, Chairman of the Board, Canadian Tire Corporation. Mr. Rod Rieger, the Executive Director, Economic Development, City of Kitchener. Ms. Verity Sylvester, Strategic Search Consultant, Tima Strategic Search, and a past president of the Empire Club of Canada. Ms. Maya Pearson, the founder of North Strategic. Mr. Kent Emerson, Director of Operations, Ontario's Minister of Finance and a Director of the Empire Club of Canada. Mr. Gord Miller, TSN Sports Commentator and Jumpstart Ambassador. Mr. Eugene Roman, the Senior Vice President of Information Technology and Chief Technology Officer, Canadian Tire Corporation. Ms. Mary Turner, the President and Chief Executive Officer of Canadian Tire Bank and the Chief Operating Officer, Canadian Tire Financial Services. And Mr. Michael Medline, the President and CEO of Canadian Tire. My name is Gordon McIver. I'm the Executive Director of the National Executive Forum on Public Property. Ladies and gentlemen, your head table. Walking over to our lunch today, I passed by one of the most beautiful Canadian tire stores, I think, uh, which always uh, attracts a lot of attention uh, on Bay Street, and it brought back a lot of memories. Uh, my first job was actually with the local neighborhood Canadian Tire outlet, where in the summer of 1970, I assembled bicycles and acted as a sales associate. It was all in all a wonderful experience and taught me some basic values like responsibility and dealing with different personalities in a workplace setting. The preferred soundtrack in the store where I worked was Beatles music, an almost endless loop, in fact, of All You Need Is Love, which to this day strangely reminds me of bicycle parts. (laughs) Well, I knew that I was starting my professional existence with a truly iconic Canadian business. It was only years later that I learned how the store had its modest roots in 1909 Toronto as the Hamilton Garage and Rubber Company. Later in September of 1922, Brothers Alfred and William Billis invested their combined savings of $1,800 to launch their first store together, the Hamilton Tire and Garage Company, building on their association with the earlier store. By 1934, they'd opened a flagship outlet at 837 Young Street and proceeded to work on a catalog and mail order system that would lead them eventually to have almost 60,000 employees and revenues well above $12 billion annually. In the process, they used advertising and slogans such as, there's a lot more to Canadian Tire than tires, or tested for life in Canada, to become part of our national identity, our collective consciousness. When business journalist and author Rod McQueen stopped by the Empire Club on November the 29th, 2001, to deliver a speech entitled, Can't Buy Me Love, more Beatles music, How Martha Billis Made Canadian Tire Hers, The store had reached such an iconic status in the minds of Canadians, the people associated with managing it, especially if they were related to the founders, 
were followed with a fascination usually only reserved for Hollywood movie stars. And yet, they were already, there were already extremely serious challenges that were already emerging, which, if not properly managed, risked the very existence of this icon that had become a part of every Canadian shopping experience. Our guest speaker today at the Empire Club certainly has a strategy of not just keeping Canadian Tire perched in the same place, but to continue its renewal and revitalization of an organization that will allow it to continue being a fundamental part of Canada. Incumbent CEO Michael Medline is extremely sensitive to this intensely competitive re retail landscape that he is now responsible for navigating the company through, and the need to fully understand the new challenges of the digital age and to master them so that the tire, as it has been lovingly called by all those close to it, will celebrate its centennial year of operations in less than a decade as a perennial Canadian success story. Michael likes to say that as a business leader, if you're not tracking it head-on, there will be no catching up. His address to the club today will be a call to business leaders to be at the forefront of change and to be able to demonstrate to the world that Canadians do, in fact, excel at innovation. Keeping an icon alive is not the goal. It's rather to grow that icon in the context of our own age so that it is not only a terrific Canadian achievement from the past, but rather an ever-changing, dynamic, and responsive operation that will also make it one of our great Canadian success stories in the future. In so doing, future generations of Canadians may well start their professional lives by assembling bicycles in one of their many hundreds of outlets across this great country of ours. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming to the Empire Club of Canada the President and CEO of Canadian Tire, Mr. Michael Medline. What's this doing here? <laughs> Don't worry, you won't be late for the game. Thank you very much for that kind introduction and the warm welcome from all of you, and thank you to RBC for sponsoring the event today. You know, the Empire Club is a remarkable Canadian institution, a pillar of this country's ongoing social dialogue. As a leader of a company that is nearly as old as the Empire Club, and approaching a century of operation, it's an honor to be here. Today I'm here to share some of my thoughts on innovation and the increasingly important role it is playing in business. I'm sure you have all read the depressing reports that are making headlines about the state of Canadian innovation. The most recent being the Global Innovation Index, ranking everything from our universities and the state of our infrastructure to our business sophistication and our knowledge and technology inputs. Just four years ago, in 2011, the Global Innovation Index determined that Canada was the eighth most innovative country, company in, a country in the world. The following year, in 2012, we fell out of the top 10. This year, they've reported that Canada has fallen again, ranking number 16 behind the United States, much of Europe, Hong Kong, Singapore, and New Zealand. First glance, you could look at these reports and think, Canadian innovation is at risk and has little, if any, hope of recovery. Sort of like the Texas Rangers hopes this afternoon, <laughs> thanks to our beloved Blue Jays. But I see it differently. To me, innovation is about so much more than a list of economic indicators, rankings of investment in R&D, or the number of patents a country is producing. And studies where countries move up and down seemingly randomly 
in a four-year period. To me, innovation is about how companies are winning against global competitors, disrupting traditional business models, and creating new and unexpected ways to delight customers. It's the kind of innovation that distinguishes the greatest companies in the world from the rest of the pack. The kind of innovation I am seeing here in Canada and in my industry retail every single day. It's a special ability to adapt, to be bold, and most importantly, to innovate. After all, it was Canada that gave the world insulin, the Canadarm, ushered in the smartphone era with the invention of the BlackBerry, and even gave us trivial pursuit. And unlike any time before us, I believe innovation is more important than ever. Digital disruption is happening on a scale larger than any of us could have imagined. And as business leaders, if we were not tackling these changes head on, we will have no chance of catching up. To win, we must be at the forefront of this change. Just think about how our world has changed. The internet of things is connecting everything around us, allowing inanimate objects to learn from us and interact with us, with us based on that learning. There will be a day, not so long from now, when the chip in your propane tank will know when your levels are low, send a message to our e-commerce site, and deliver you a full tank in time for your next barbecue. Nanotechnology is exploring ways to put healthcare robots into our bloodstream, and doctors are able to perform surgery on a patient even though they're not physically in the same location through advances in telepresence. The number of disruptive technologies out there is astounding, but what's most exciting are the possibilities they open up, the things that can be hard to even imagine because there's never been anything like it before. My youngest son is taking a business course in grade 10. The other night, his assignment was to come up with a product that would not be disrupted. We couldn't come up with anything. In my opinion, every single product and service will be disrupted. I challenge you to name one product that won't be. Newspapers, telecommunications, banking, automobiles, television, shopping, news reporting, housing, even shoes, clothing, sports equipment, and so much more. I have a Babolat tennis racket that tells me all the things I'm doing wrong with my forehand. I finally had to take the battery out of it. <laughs> so no industry is safe from mind-boggling, massive disruption. It's only a matter of time, a matter of severity. Someone, somewhere, is thinking up a way to disrupt all of our businesses. I know a few years ago, some people at the tire were wishing the computer would just go away, that the internet would just be a passing fad. Many would rather be Luddites, hoping that the disruptors and the massive change would forget about their business, that maybe they could retire before all the carnage comes about. Well, most of us won't have that luxury. This is the era we get to lead in. When I was doing my MBA, computer science was called MIS, Management Information Systems. And for some unknown reason, I was forced to take this class. Well, I hated it. I would fake a coughing fit, leave the room, and never come back, just to escape the torture. Back then, who would have thought technology would be vital in running a company in the future? But it is, because it's where the future is headed and where our customers are going. As I said, you don't get to choose the area you get to lead in. But once you're there, you better make damn sure you're either really good at it 
or you surround yourself with the best. And for me, there is no other era I would rather be a part of than this one. Seismic shift is exciting, challenging. Innovations will enable us to be stronger, tougher, more flexible, and best of all, it will be good for consumers. Think about how the customer experience has changed in retail. We hear a lot about the innovation happening in e-commerce, but one of the least acknowledged benefits of online innovation is its usefulness in helping better serve customers in stores. When a customer visits our flagship stores, we align with our online brand and create the most exciting and interactive experience on the planet, including lots and lots of screens, hundreds of channels of relevant content, RFID capabilities, smartphone interactivity, and so much more. A place to be entertained, informed, and engaged in a way no other brand is doing. Now, digital disruption is a winnable game, one that the most successful, innovative companies tackle head-on. And I believe they win because they do three things extremely well. First, they leapfrog the competition. It's easy to panic, to scramble to find ways to survive in a constantly changing industry. But those who frantically claw just to keep pace will never thrive, and you can only tread water for so long. Playing catch-up will get you crushed, and just as good is simply a losing game plan. Being a follower will cost you everything, making you into a dinosaur in your customers' eyes. Getting there free before anyone else will make you a winner, even an innovator. So innovate or die, it's that simple. The second thing innovative companies do is that they play their own game. When digital disruption upends your industry, it's easy to see which way the wind is blowing and follow, making the safe play. But you'll never win if you're running plays from someone else's playbook. You need to use your own weapons. Nimble companies are those that test and learn, find new waters to compete in, and innovate fast. The last thing I think innovative companies do well is that they dream big and they act bold. Canadians sometimes get a bad rap for being too risk-averse. Some people might say that while other countries aim for gold medals, there was a time when we would cheer a personal best. That's not Canada now, if it ever was. The speed of innovation is happening at such a pace that we can no longer think, learn, and work as we have in the past. The best Canadian brands are the ones striving to be world-class by thinking ahead and placing their bets to be the truly innovative standouts in their industries. And it's okay to fail sometimes in a smart way. Let's start with a strategy to always leapfrog the competition. When disruption comes for your industry, you have to move fast. Given the rate of change, reaction times are shortening, and those that simply pay service to innovation today will be devastated in the future. Those that are not putting in place the right technology investments and infrastructure will have no chance at all of catching up. Be wary of those who build on sand. Let me explain. In retail, digital innovation is completely changing the way people shop. Canadians are shopping online more than ever, and massive advances are being made in e-commerce. Consumers are doing research on their phones in store, visiting products they will eventually go home and buy online. And while they are in the store, they expect to be educated and entertained through screens, content, and world-class interactive experiences. Canadian Tire, we had a choice to make. We we're going to see how the market was shaken out and play catch-up, or were we going to build a world-class technology infrastructure? Over three years ago, we made a strategic bet 
we hired one of the brightest technology strategists in Canada, Eugene Roman, to lead our team, and we embarked on a digital journey to ensure we were set up with the necessary foundation to innovate beyond anyone else in our industry. You know, I often joke that my new best friend at the company is our chief technology officer, but it's actually not a joke. Today, your CTO is as important as your CFO, and if you are not already heavily invested in digital, you're putting your entire business at risk. In the past three years at Canadian Tire, we have been putting in place the necessary infrastructure and talent to be a world-class e-commerce organization. Is our e-commerce strategy where I would like it to be? Absolutely not. We still have a ways to go. But thanks to our technology leadership, we have recruited some of the brightest minds to join us, and they've been hard at work laying the foundation for an infrastructure which is scalable and capable of remarkable innovation. And that's against constant change. The key is to get technologists and our operators working together, which isn't always easy. In 2012, we launched Operation Leapfrog, the digitization of Canadian Tire across all of our banners, creating 225 new digital technology positions in innovation centres in Toronto, Waterloo, Winnipeg and Calgary. We will be adding additional high-tech jobs over the next three years as we continue our progress. We've created a powerful new environment for building our e-commerce platforms, enabling our divisions to deliver a personalised, real-time online shopping experience customized to their personal preferences, location, and device. And when we innovate in one business unit, we are now able to scale across the others. We believe that this nimble approach will only lead to improved efficiencies, velocity, and the cost savings. But it will provide us with the ability to refocus on other opportunities for more innovation across the business. Over the past three years, we spent more than $300 million on our technology initiatives primarily for technology infrastructure. But it was necessary to get us to a point where we can meet the challenges of this new reality to deliver the kind of digital services our customers now expect from us. And going forward, I expect our technology spending to actually go down marginally. Even as our customers see the real fruits of our labor, we have found ways to deliver more for less. It's a bit like rebuilding an engine. The initial cost outlay can be painful, in our case, we put in a new engine that will carry us forward for many years. Our teams have learned how to use these engines to deliver low-cost, innovative solutions to support our business growth and profitability. Our digital workshops across southern Ontario have been singularly focused on an omni-channel, omni-retail capability, which harnesses the power of the web to serve our customers, our employees, and our suppliers in ways that we could not even imagine two or three years ago. But we can't stop there. The key to winning in digital, as it has been for all of our innovations, will be ability to play our own game, not Walmarts, not Costco's, and certainly not Amazon's. You won't be seeing any Canadian tire delivery drones anytime soon. Innovation is born of being different, not emulating others. That's how you compete and win against world champions. These behemoths will destroy us if we play their game. Playing your own game also means taking advantage of your inherent competitive advantages. At Canadian Tire, we have a lot to work with. The strong, iconic brand that Canadians love and cheer for, more than 1,700 bricks and mortar locations across this great country. A unique 
and wide product mix, best in the country partnerships in sports, and most importantly, our ability to dream big, as we have with so many of the firsts we have brought to market. You all have assets in your business that make you unique and strong. And leveraging those assets is what will set you apart. Look at financial services in this country. While the rest of the world teetered on the edge of collapse during the financial crisis of 2008, it was our Canadian banks that stood tall, bucked the trend, and weathered the storm. They weren't worried about what their competitors in the US were doing. They created a strategy, stuck to it, and blazed their own trail. Canadian Tire, we believe in that same philosophy. Just look at our history. While some might underestimate our digital chops based on our heritage, the truth is that innovation is in Canadian Tire's DNA. Our journey in innovation and technology started soon after the company was founded. After all, think about it. We just started right away, as you said, selling just tires. Our dealer method of business, a network of passionate entrepreneurs who are driving our business and delivering a hyper-local experience to customers and communities across Canada was a unique breakthrough. The very nature of our stores was innovative. Nowhere in the world, on this globe, is there a product mix like Canadian Tire. From day one, the founders of the Billis family had the vision to do things no one else was doing. They ensured that Canadian Tire was one of the first in Canada to use a supercomputer. They created their own digital point-of-sale system in the 1950s. They had the genius to implement our unique and wildly successful dealer method of business. And when you look back on those early years, you realize how far ahead of the curve we were. Canadian Tire has always dreamed big and accomplished what it set out to do. So while technology companies are going all in on an e-commerce only strategy, we are creating the best e-commerce engine to power our online presence, but also leveraging our deep investment in digital to extend the in-store experience across one of our, uh, one of every one of our bricks and mortar locations. Earlier this year, we launched our Canadian Tire Showcase store in Edmonton with 136,000 square feet of retail innovation and the best of the best of what Canadian Tire has to offer, delivering customers a shopping experience second to none in the world. And just last week, some of you may have seen that one of our banners, SportCheck, launched a new store across the street from the Air Canada Centre in Maple Leaf Square. This is no ordinary store. This is the ultimate fan store in the world. No matter how the Leafs and Raptors are doing this year, and we all are hoping for the best, this store will be the epicenter of fan energy in Canada and for a global village of fans who don't even live in Canada or the great city of Toronto. It's the ultimate Leafs and Raptors experience, digitally enhanced in ways a typical store can never deliver. There's even a TSN studio. This store will be the first in Canada, maybe the first in the world, to include a full-time sports network desk right in the store where fans can interact with the biggest names in the hockey and basketball worlds, just a few steps away from the latest in-store technologies and virtual reality installations. Already all the top sport check employees want to work there. I'm considering taking a shift or two there myself. <laughs> but rather than have me talk about it, why don't I show you what we've created at Maple Leaf Square?
pretty exciting stuff. The it's not far from here, guys. Uh, <laughs> at Canadian Tire, we have always believed in the importance of brand and creating that deep emotional connection with customers. Something we believe is often best done through real life experiences in store. And that means a deep investment in digital innovation, not only online, but also in store, enhancing the customer experience and surprising and delighting customers at every turn. There's a massive role for online and e-commerce. As I can see at my own front door on the nights that I get home early, and I can barely get past the entrance for all the delivery boxes which my kids usually hide before I get home from work. E-commerce sales in Canada are projected to reach $44 billion by 2018, and at Canadian Tire, we have created a powerful e-commerce platform enabling a rich online shopping experience for our customers. But it's not the only strategy. I firmly believe bricks and mortar is here to stay and will continue to be a strategic weapon for us at Canadian Tire. As our head of marketing, TJ Flood, says, as a business leader, you should be looking at your current business model as a 35-year-old NHL All-Star. The person on the team you count on every year to score 30 to 40 goals. With a veteran presence, you know what to expect. You want to make sure this player is getting lots of ice time and can continue to be effective. But you also have to be investing in your future, looking for your first round draft pick, your Connor McDavid the player that becomes the future of the organization and with the right infrastructure and support in place helps carry your franchise into the future. Innovative companies aren't afraid to dream big and act bold. You can't be innovative if you're constantly aiming for sixes and sevens. You've got to aim for tens. I actually believe that there aren't at least a few people who think your vision is a little bit crazy. You're not trying hard enough. And some failures, okay. That's how you learn. Our first go at creating a new in-store digital experience was our SportCheck Lab Store here in Toronto. Did we pull off a number of global firsts? Absolutely. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. There's plenty in there I wish I could have a do-over on. There's an old Nike commercial with Michael Jordan where he explains that over the course of his career, he missed 9,000 shots, lost 300 games, and that 26 times he was trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. The point is, you've got to take a lot of shots if you're going to be the best. And the same is true in business. A few years ago, we were working on a plan to digitize our SportCheck flyer. We spent close to a million dollars on building a standalone Facebook app. It failed miserably. We tried a few different things, and we kept coming up empty. But eventually, we hit on a winning strategy, one that was so good we eventually were able to start pulling our paper flyer in favor of going completely digital. Then there was our new My Canadian Tire Money program, the Canadian Tire Retail, which adds a digital component to our famous Canadian Tire Money. Our first attempt was a test model in Nova Scotia where we started out with this point system, and people did not like it. They didn't like it at all. Eventually, we wound up with an electronic version of our Canadian Tire Money program, and the results speak for themselves. It's now one of the top loyalty programs in the country in a year with roughly 8 million members. We learned the hard way that people love their Canadian Tire Money, and we never looked back. Change is now coming on so fast that we can no longer act as we have in the past. 
We can't maintain the status quo while we vet and analyze every decision to death before we act. The good news is that as Canadians, we've been trained to act like this every day. Whether you are a national brand or a small local shop, you've been there. Just look at a company like Shopify. Phenomenal Ottawa-based e-commerce platform, Shopify was founded by a couple of guys as an online snowboard shop. How Canadian is that? Today, they are a $2 billion company that powers roughly 200,000 online stores. Everyone from Tesla and the Lakers to the Foo Fighters use Shopify for their online store. Canadian Tire, we are actively trying to disrupt our own industry with projects like our partnership with the tech incubator Communitech in Waterloo. We created both a shares lab with a number of startups and a recently opened digital garage innovation lab to work with some of the brightest young and old minds in this country's greatest tech center. Canadian Tire was the first retailer in Canada to create this new collaborative business model. Our teams are now developing revolutionary in-store digital experiences and new mobile apps that will change the way our customers shop and interact with our brand. We now have 10 solution labs that are the net force driving Operation LeapFrog. These solution labs aren't just about developing new technologies and applications. They're about getting us outside our offices at 2180 Young Street and into creative spaces to help us think bigger and deliver differently. Inspiration and innovation happen when leaders and businesses surround themselves with bold thinkers and innovative people. When they become more aggressive, impatient, willing to take risks, it's a cultural transformation and the payoff is huge. Canada is increasingly playing a larger role on the international stage, punching above its weight in global affairs, no longer content to be left off the leaderboard at the Olympics, and bringing the Canadian experience to the rest of the world. Look at the innovation happening in this country in banking, telecommunications, and software, to name just a few. There's a massive opportunity out there, and I believe Canadian businesses have a unique opportunity to step up and become global innovation leaders, to become the most innovative companies in their industries and in the world. And here's my thesis. Let me use an example of an industry I am quite familiar with, retail. Despite all the new competition coming into our market, Canada has forged many battle-hardened, adaptable retailers. National champions like Loblaw, Sobeys, Metro, Dollarama, Cara, and our very own Canadian Tire. We've had to play in a relatively small but geographically disparate market. We live next door to the largest retail market in the world, and since the mid-1990s, we've been under siege from the biggest and the best in the world. In short, we have had to punch above our weight every step of the way just to survive. The first wave came with Walmart in 1994 and Home Depot soon thereafter. Many Canadian retailers were weak and some failed. It was a bit of a bloodbath, but not everyone became the walking dead. Some of us survived and flourished, flexed our muscles and became stronger and more nimble. The second wave came with Target, and we all know how that movie ended. Target ran into very tough, change-ready competition. They didn't realize how strong our grocers, our pharmacies, our discount stores, and Canadian Tire had become. And once again, the survivors are thriving. 
And now we are facing the third wave, non-traditional retailers and online companies such as Amazon. But I have no doubt, no doubt at all, that Canadian companies will adapt and thrive. E-commerce should be seen by our Canadian champion retailers as a huge opportunity, not the threat as is often portrayed. It's a different challenge, but as an industry, we are up to the challenge. At Canadian Tire, with our culture of continuous innovation, we are committed to being the best in the world in digital and all that the world of digital entails. I believe today we are in the strongest position we have ever been in our history of our company. And today I'm here to announce to the world that Canadian Tire has a new vision, a vision to become the most innovative retailer on the planet. And we will not rest until we have reached our goal. For months, we've been talking about this vision internally, and I can assure you that everyone in our company, from our team to our board to our associate dealers, is committed to seeing this journey through. To our customers, you're not going to believe what we have in store for you. And to our competitors, all I have to say is that you better be ready to bring your A-game because we're in it to win. And to my fellow Canadian business leaders across all industries, today I am issuing you a challenge. Invest in innovation, embrace the digital disruption, commit now to having the courage to be the most innovative company in your industry. And together, we will help create a new dawn for Canadian innovation, one with a stronger economy, more jobs, and hope for the future. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome past President Verdi Sylvester to thank our speaker today. It's really hard to come up and, and say anything after that. <laughs> Mr. President, distinguished guests, fellow members and guests of the Empire Club of Canada, I have the honour to express our thanks to Mr. Michael Medline for joining us today. We applaud you for highlighting innovation and the risks that will determine the direction and ultimately the success of Canadian business in coming years. Thank you. Thank you very much, Verity. And thank you uh, to our generous sponsors today, uh, RBC, for sponsoring our event. We'd also like to thank the National Post, which is our national media sponsor, and Rogers Television, our national broadcaster. We'd also like to thank MediaEvents.ca, Canada's online event space, for globally live webcasting today's event. Uh, follow us on our many social media sites, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, of course, our website, empireclub.org. And please join us again. We have some wonderful events coming up uh, for the remainder of the fall and into the new year. Uh, we have just uh, secured Indian High Commissioner Vishnu uh, Prakash for October the 29th, who will be here to talk about the future of trade agreements between Canada and India. Uh, Glenn Murray will be here on November the 5th, our, our Minister of the Environment and Climate Change. Uh, the Governor of the Bank of Canada is going to be at the Empire Club on December the 8th, talking about the future of the Canadian economy going forward. Uh, and we just booked yesterday Chief Justice Beverly McLaughlin, who will be with us next June 3rd, talking about the Supreme Court and its position within the Government of Canada. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your attendance today. This meeting is now adjourned. Thank you.